hear ye. Gather round, children, boys and girls, ladies, gentlemen, whoever you want. Friends and family. Okay. I have a message today. I have a little PSA on Cancel Me Baby. And this applies not only to your local F boy who is out here playing mind games, trying to mess with your little heart and your little head. This applies to them. And this also applies to networks or a bunch of cowards, i.e., bravo. Y'all need to grow a pair. You need to grow a big fat pair because you guys are all on your shit and we are so bored and we're over it. And guess what? You better spice it up. You better grow a pair. You better grow backbone. You better spice up your life because just like the F boy, if you go round and round playing these games, bravo. Yeah, I'm being really cryptic. You're going to lose us. You're going to lose us. Okay. So now before I start talking in more code, harder than the Da Vinci code, what am I talking about? This, by the way, is for you guys too, because I'm going to get, I'm going to talk today about a housewife who Bravo dropped. They fired harder and hotter than a non-binary potato head. And even if you don't watch the housewives, trust me, you and your balls that may or may not have dropped, that may or may not have grown, like I just said, are going to feel a way about this one way or the other. So what went down? I'm going to tell you, okay? Bravo dropped, fired, just like that. Abracadabra, the real housewives, I believe of Salt Lake City star, Jenny Wynn. Why? Why? I like, I just want to point out too, by the way, this is another example of the woke eating itself like harder than it is eating M&Ms that aren't wearing heels. Thank God. M&Ms that are anxious and, you know, depressed ridden. Thank God. Eating itself. Okay. Because this is the first Vietnamese American housewife, which was like all exciting, but no, it's not because she had an opinion was it abrasive? Maybe that was against the grain and it's too bad. It's too bad. You can't, it doesn't matter. Well, beating itself again. So what happened? Basically these Facebook posts resurfaced from this lady from 2020, from when the height of like all the BLM, George Floyd, when all that was going down, I'm really boiling it down here, but essentially what she was saying is rioting equals bad police equal good. She also posted memes that equated protesters and rioters to thugs, kind of mocking them, that kind of thing. Right. So let me just say, because we literally are unhinged me, even like, we all know this is goes without saying, but I'm just going to address it. Like me even saying this and having this episode is going to have people being like, oh my, oh, she's defending Kelly. Is that her name? Jenny. She's defending Jenny, not Jenny Craig. Okay. She's defending Jenny. She is a racist. She is this, because this is the problem with this whole thing. This is the problem with this whole thing. You say one thing, you associate, you have somebody on your platform, you're this or that, and you're all these things. And it is goddamn out of hand. I mean, even with this thing with Jenny, right? Saying rioting equals bad automatically you're a racist. Automatically it's offensive. Now, again, jumping to conclusions, 
calm down grasshoppers. Okay. And no, that is not appropriation just because Jenny is Asian. I can't believe that we are still doing this. Like, I can't believe we're doing the whole fire somebody with resurface post. The network comes out with a whole big, uh, you know, a whole big thing, apologizing. Bravo did saying they need to do better. It was highly offensive. They need to do, they failed. They need to do a better vetting process. I am bored. Bravo. I am bored by the Pete repeat, but nonetheless, then we have an apology from the person, right? Even Jenny, she came out and did this whole Instagram post. She said, I deleted my Facebook. I'm, I see why it's highly offensive. I see what's, and look, I'm not downplaying any of this. Now, what I say, anything that she said, what I post these names, Probably not. You know, honestly, how I feel about what she said at this point is almost irrelevant. It's almost irrelevant. And here's why. Well, I'm going to get to my thoughts on it in a second. There you go. On the edge of your seat. And hopefully your balls are grown in and they're hanging off your seat. Okay. Here's why. And here's what's alarming about this. It is scary to me that you truly cannot have an opinion. It is an opinion. It's an opinion. And you wouldn't believe I went on the Bravo post. Like, let me see how the peeps are feeling about this. And there were a lot of people who were coming out here applauding and saying, thank you. And not only that, but piling on more, like seriously, this shit is like a cult. These people are ruthless. I am terrified. Like my night terrors. I'm not kidding. They're like, take out this housewife while you're at it. Take out that housewife, take out this person, take out that person. Yeah. You need to do better. You need to have a responsibility. You need to have a better vetting process. And it's like, Oh my God, you people will stop at nothing. You had other housewives coming out and listen, could I see why this would be offensive or, you know, upsetting? Of course I can. Of course I can. But you have housewives. I almost feel like they come out and some of them, it may be coming from a place of real, like that's genuine. I know one housewife came out who has a black husband and she's like, this was not okay. Right. But then I feel like you have others who come out just for the sake of it. And it feeds into this entire thing. It's literally like a cult. I'm not kidding. It is like a cult. It is like Charles Manson and your high school cheerleading team had a baby on steroids. Like you have to do this or like, honestly, your sorority hazing is fucking shaking because it's like, you have to do this or else it's like a bunch of robots, like fall in line, fall in line, right? <laughs> Come out with statement announcing this. And that's why I feel like so many of them are so like disingenuous. It's like one of them literally said, she's like, I am anti-racist. And it's like, her eyes are just glazed back like a robot, right? So that's number one. It's like, number one, do you see why everybody is terrified to speak out? Do you see why everybody is terrified to speak out? Because this is what happens, okay? You had Andy Cohen as well come out saying how it's disgusting and all this. So it's like, you're not even treated as a human. It's just like, you're discarded. It's like, bye, see you later. And it's like those fries at the bottom of your McDonald's bag. It's like, you see them and you think about it and you're like, should I just throw them with the trash or should I just give them a sec? Like, I know they've been at the bottom of this nasty brown bag and I don't know where they've been. And I don't know who's touched them. And I don't know if they will be right for me in the end, but should I give them a second chance? Should I have an experience with them? Because you know what? It may make me a different, fuller person. Maybe not the best analogy, but you get it. And here's what I mean with the French fries at the bottom of your McDonald's bag. Like if you gave them a second chance and didn't throw them out right away, okay? Get a load of this. You won't believe this. So apparently Bravo actually shot a scene with this lady 
talking about all of this controversy with other housewives. Now, this is something in and of itself, and this is something that I've talked about, right? Should reality TV, where we want an escape, be bringing these themes in? That's kind of another conversation, and that is something I feel like, yes, I don't want all these heavy themes in my escape when I'm trying to drool on myself. Thank you very much. However, obviously we are past the point of no return with this shit, right? It is seeping in harder than your ex when they somehow have a radar that you have a new somebody in your life. And suddenly they are texting and blowing you up. And it's like, Oh, now, Oh, now. So that is what is crazy to me. Whether you think these themes should be in these shows or not, they actually had a chance to have grown woman hash it out, not punish someone and drop them and paint them as a horrible disgusting, vile, all these words, person, but actually talk it out like grown woman. They had the chance and they don't know if they're going to air it. They don't know if they're going to show any of her scenes. It's like, what are you trying to, how is this helping us? I really need to know how, how is this helping us? It is an opinion, whether you like it or not, it is her opinion. Now about her opinion, this is just something that I want to say. The fact that we've gotten to the point where if you literally say rioting is bad, you're a racist. Like I get the stem of it, but again, it's not black and white. No pun intended. Like why can't we acknowledge in this world rioting and destroying millions of dollars of businesses is bad, but also, you know, not all there are bad apple cops. Okay. They're not all great. And they're not all bad, but no, it's like, it has to be in this again, like the robot, like this one way of thinking, otherwise you're all this. And it is so dangerous. And I want to say, so who talked about this? Of course, like the true G and the true queen, like my Jewish queen that she is, but Barry Weiss, of course, on Bill Maher, like Barry, I think you swing this way. So let's go out and play. Let's let's have a good time. Am I hitting on you right now? Maybe, maybe not. And I'm hitting on your big old brain because here's why she went on. So like, if I could be half as eloquent as this lady, I'm telling you like my Pulitzer, I'd be like, everybody hear ye yet again. Okay. But she said, isn't there something worth acknowledging how the crime and the violence in a lot of these cities is out of control? She literally said, she's like, my friend was held. Someone took a knife out on him. I called the LAPD and they literally said, what do you want us to do? And she says, isn't there a part of it though, where it was like the chic again, like all of this, it was like the chic, you know, appropriate on brand politically correct thing to say things like abolish the police defund the police all these things and now look what's happening like the violence in every city is literally out of control it is literally i'm like people ask me all the time they're like do you want to move back to la and i'm like do i feel like having a homeless person break into and shit in my car today not really but thank you like it is all over the place because that's the general idea of these people think that they can get away with it you know, and it's such a tricky territory. And I understand how it plays into everything that happened, which was so horrific. Obviously, it caused this, you know, awakening across the world. But we have to learn to have some gray. It's not if you loot and steal and riot and you call that out, then you're then a racist. Like, 
You guys, I have to back Barry on this one, honestly, and the police. I respect the police. Again, not all of them are well-intentioned and are good intention. And I'm glad that this has been brought to the light and that hopefully there is some good, deep-rooted change. But she even says, go to inner cities. The police will say, you want to see what it's like without us here? Do you truly want to see what it's like without us here? I wouldn't want to be in a city without police. I mean, listen, I know I'm tiny, but I'm mighty. Like, I know my biceps are bigger than your house, but you know what, bitch? I'm not trying to be in a place with no police. And you know what? I guarantee even says this. People in inner cities, I don't think that they want to be without police either. They have the most crime of all. And you'll hear them a lot of the time say, we don't want no police. We need the police. We need to keep our streets safe. So I'm saying it's not just black and white. And it's so sad. It's come to a point now where it's like, if you acknowledge that suddenly you're a racist. I mean, it's crazy. So that's where I wanted to give a shout out to my girl, Barry Weiss, because we can acknowledge both things are true, right? And instead it's this witch hunt you know, this Vietnamese lady who was once on the pedestal, like celebrated and now all of a sudden overnight. And let's not forget, this is coming from the franchise, by the way, that has made millions, that has been a staple in pop culture. Don't forget, over conflict, over controversy, not necessarily these, you know, heavy themes and political themes, but there is not what. Like if someone's wig isn't being taken off, punted across the field in one episode, we can't be bothered. Like we're not interested. So just let that be known. And here's what got me really thinking about all this. Also the idea that all of these housewives have to be the same. I mean, I know I joked about like the robot earlier. Iconic dance move. May it never be forgotten. May rest in peace. But Here's what's interesting. I was thinking back on an interview that I did with Kyle Richards. Now, Kyle is an OG housewife in Beverly Hills. And I interviewed her on the carpet and I'm going to show you this clip. And what's interesting about this, it really got me thinking, right? Because I talked to her about how housewives, whether you watch it or not, mainly probably for people who don't watch it, it probably has the stereotype of like, there are a bunch of trophy wives. There are a bunch of nimwits. There are a bunch of dummies. There are a bunch of morons with like big old boobs and a Porsche. You know what I mean? And she's like, uh, hold, hold on. Like about that stereotype. You know what I mean? Cause that's what it was. It was all this like frivolous over the top trophy wife, rich husbands, all this. So she goes on to say, this. Oh, they're trophy wives, this, that, and the other thing. Like, I can't imagine how much that you get that. Oh, well, first of all, a trophy wife, no. My husband had zero money when I married him. We had, like, not two nickels to rub together, literally. And, um, you know, all the women in our show are really successful and smart women. They all have businesses and great jobs, and there's no, like, dumb more than the bunch. They're really sharp women, and they're actually good people, too, that just sometimes are actually ridiculously crazy. Okay, so this really is what got me thinking. And that's what's really cool about the housewife. And that's what's really eye-opening. It's like, right, don't take these women as the glossy, like, ah, like brain-dead housewife, you know, Orange County, you know, affluent, whatever it is. Look at Bethany Frankel. If you don't know, Bethany Frankel is a very smart. She has, she had also had some controversial, like trans comments, whatever, but these are smart women. They have businesses. They're entrepreneurs. They know their stuff. Now, obviously, this was years ago. Like, Kyle isn't Nostradamus. She's not talking about Jenny here. And this doesn't apply to everybody. I'm not generalizing and saying every single housewife 
is a Harvard grad valedictorian. But isn't there something cool about the fact that these are grown ass women who are informed and educated about the world and can have opinions? And it's like, I saw the best comment on the Bravo post because there was a lot of pushback too, by the way. I want to say there were a lot of people who were like, oh, I see. So she filled a quota for you, right? Being Asian, being the first Vietnamese American, but because she doesn't have the opinion that's like the chic or the trendy or the cool or the quote, right or correct thing, you know, she's blasted. She has to also, you know, be in line and be in this box and think in this box, you know, no room again for conversation or anything like that, which funny enough, like I said, they had shot, right? But it really gets you thinking. It's like, do you want them to all be plastic, literally Stepford wives and literally be robots? I'm not even talking about like the sexy 3435 Ariana sex doll robot. I'm talking, we all think the same. We all talk the same. How boring and how sad. You know, talk about women progressing and moving forward and having thoughts of their own and being independently minded. Are you guys joking? And let's not forget, because obviously a lot of reality TV is scripted, is like faux played out, all of that, which we know. But it's like, it is real life too. So give these women a little bit of credit. It's like we've dealt with really serious themes on the show, right? We've dealt with death, with suicide, with jail, with alcoholism, like all of these things. So what now suddenly when it gets down to it and someone has a controversial take or a take that may or may not be offensive, we put the kid gloves on and everybody just, you have to shush and go away. And everyone comes out of the woodwork as if she was like literally Adolf Hitler reincarnated. I mean, really allow a group of different and robust, uniquely minded people and women on your show. We are bored. We are bored. And you know what? Firing her, dropping this bitch isn't really going to help us do anything. I've said it a million times till I'm blue in the face, till I am an actual smurf, till I am actually a blue M&M that may or may not have anxiety today, that may or may not be wearing sneakers today. Okay. Shutting people up and punishing them like this. And on top of it, having all of the virtue signaling of like the statements and the denouncing instead of like genuine, real conversation of, huh, does she have some merit in what she was saying? By the way, two years ago, a year and a half ago, but still nonetheless, is there any merit? What is wrong about it? What makes you offended about it? What is actually true in this? No, instead, we're just going to put her all right in Instagram purgatory and best of luck to you, bitch. Good riddance. I'm over it. I can't, again, can't even believe we're still having this conversation on board. So what you really failed at, you know, Bravo, because they talk about how they failed. What you really failed at is letting somebody on within a controversial opinion you may or may not like and caving yet again to the mob instead of letting people hash it out and actually move forward. That's what you failed at. You failed at allowing women with different brains to have a say. So that's what you feel that now, this wasn't the only platform that came out and talked about how they need to do better and blah, 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 trying to appease all of these people. Good old Playboy. Could you imagine Hugh Hefner right now with this new A&E docuseries documentary? I guess you could call it like his robe is all in a twist in his grave because he has been rolling from here to the North Pole with this series, I'm sure. Okay. So 
like Bravo, Playboy had to come out and make a whole statement. So what happened? The Secrets of Playboy, this documentary on A&E. And I know you guys have been wanting me to talk about it. I know you guys definitely feel a type of way about it as well. And, you know, it's so sad. I shouldn't even be laughing. But here's the thing. This documentary just basically is out to trash Hugh Hefner and the Playboy legacy, right? And my issue with it is that it obviously has such a clear like slant and point of view going into it. It's all mostly negative stories. There's like his chauffeur, uh, you know, former, you know, former chauffeur, obviously. Yes. The chauffeur who was like walking the, the ghost of Hugh Hefner's past. No, um, there's like former girlfriends. Um, Holly Madison is on it. Who's been outspoken, you know, former employees, all this. And it's all in a really negative light. People telling their stories, shady things and alleged abuse. And it even says there's a little disclaimer. They're like, none of these have had legal action. None have been proven. None are saying that, you know, these are all just allegations and all just hearsay. And no one is proven guilty at this point. Right. So my issue with it, and it's like, look, tell your stories, tell your stories. But it's obviously this like entire slant, just bashing him, how it was exploiting women, you know, the Playboy legacy, how it was abusive, how all these things. I mean, there's one story and I'm not trying to discredit this one, but just again, like back to common sense, right? Like I know, I know our brains are hanging on threads like fucking Pinocchio, but just like, think about this. Okay. So there's this one story of this girl and she tells her whole upbringing because her dad was a friend of Hef's and at like 10 years old on, she grew up in the Playboy mansion. So she talks about how she saw all these things and obviously wasn't adult enough and all these things. Now, again, I'm not trying to discredit her. Her story is her story. I don't want to ever, you know, I've said this before. I don't want to discourage women from speaking out or men or whoever the M&Ms or these or them. But I'm th- watching it thinking to myself, and you guys know how much I like celebrate the Playboy brand and what it stood for, but what parent raises their 10 year old in the Playboy mansion? I'm sorry, at 30 years old, I'm sure I would see things that would have me shook. You're going to have a 10 year old in there growing up, watching this, watching that. Obviously they're going to have some deep rooted issues because who is mature enough for that at 10 years old? Again, it's like, I'm thinking these things and it's just like common sense. Like anyone in that scenario would probably not be mentally well today because no 10 year old should be having to watch an orgy. Are you joking? Like, honestly, the scene in the Titanic where Jack paints Rose's naked body had me shook at like 12. I would rewind it on my VHS a hundred times until my thumb was broken because I was like, what is going on here? Shook. So I'm just, I'm just saying it's like a common sense, right? So the thing obviously too, that bugs me about it is that there are no, the obvious slant, right? And the whole logo is like, is it the decay of the legacy? Like, oh, the legacy up in smoke. And it shows his infamous pipe. Why doesn't this portray any good stories? I read this amazing op-ed in the Huffington Post from this woman. And it talks about how much Hugh Hefner and the legacy meant to her. Seeing these women on all their naked form, so confident and so powerful, how that impacted her. And not only that, I mean, I talk about the women aspect like day till night, you know, you know this, but it also like, it's so funny because what also the Huffington piece talks about is how much this is always like whitewashed and overlooked, right? But how much Hugh Hefner and Playboy did not only for women, but 
for black people, how he would invite, like there'd be black bunnies. And what in a time when there was like Jim Crow and segregation, like they would all be hopping and bopping together, you know, at these playboy bunny bash parties, like liberation, you know what I mean? Having a good time. I mean, for crying out loud, people, the infamous playboy interview, he had Malcolm X, you know, all these people, even gay rights. She talks about gay rights, how in a time when homophobia was like running rampant, how he really liberated sex beyond barriers of like race, of orientation, like all these things. But it's like, no, 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 we love to forget that. And it's so funny because in the documentary, it says it for like literally five seconds. It's like, okay, so he did these things for race and for homophobia. But anyway, to the dark and twisted, it's just, it's so cynical. And what's really sad to me is how you can see, if you look on the comments on YouTube, on Instagram, on a and thing, it's so upsetting. And this is what I talked about with Business Insider and Dave Portnoy, because yet again, it's so unfortunate that this is what it's become, but it's really fed into this narrative of, oh, here we go, disgruntled women who now have regret and they're turning it into revenge. And, you know, and this is where it gets so murky and complicated. And it's just overall sad because is this what we want? It's like what I said with Business Insider and Dave Portnoy, it really unfortunately becomes this thing of the boy who cried wolf. And here we go again and rolling our eyes. And do we want every woman who comes out? Like, do we want to think of them as trying to take revenge? I mean, that's so sad, but that's what all the comment. Now I'm not saying I agree or disagree, but that's what people think. That's what every comment said. And it's like, really, really so sad. Because there is a part of it, and I've said this before, right, that is, you know, as an adult and a consenting woman. Now, I'm not saying, I'm obviously not saying if there was anything against your will or being drugged or all this, (laughs) go again, people, does not count, right? But for people who, you know, maybe were his girlfriends for years or all this and was consenting and knowingly had yourself in a situation, I don't, now it's tricky because it's like you turn around now these years later. And is it, is it regret? Is it this, is it that? I mean, it's really hard to say, right? But I also don't like that narrative. It paints that women yet again, this victimhood, this narrative that just perpetuates on and on that women don't have a say that women don't have authority or autonomy and they're coerced and they're this all the time. Now, if there are stories that are valid, there are stories that are valid and that's that. But obviously this has a wave of people feeling a type of way, you know, and it's especially disheartening because Playboy was about, you know, women and autonomy. And it makes me really sad because as somebody who was a part of it, it makes me sad because it's like, it's, it's like the housewives thing. It's like, why can't we acknowledge there are multiple things that can be true? Here's why Playboy ended up coming out with a statement and instead of, you know, honoring its legacy and saying, you know, it's not so black and white, they said, we are not the same Playboy that we used to be, you know, something like that. It's like, we're just gonna, again, discard that. Like your fries didn't stand a chance. They are stale and they are moldy in your McDonald's bag Bye. now we're all of this. And what good does that do us? You know, even Cooper Hefner, uh, Hugh Hefner's son spoke out and said, you know, my dad was a lot of things. He was controversial. He was unorthodox, but 
He wasn't a liar. You know, he did all this. And honestly, the cynicism comes from all angles. It comes from the documentary. It comes from the people being like, oh, here we go. These women who chase clout and now want revenge. And even Cooper Hefner has some cynicism. And I, and he's like, again, with the revenge thing, he's like, what? Now people's regrets are becoming these salacious stories, you know? So there's cynicism on all ends of it. And from him, it's his dad. He's protecting his rep. I get it. But it's like in this era of wokeness and overcorrection, it goes into the housewives thing too. Why can't it acknowledge everything? I mean, the sexual revolution, not even sex, like even the way that people thought about things and culture. And I know everyone always jokes like, oh yeah, the essays in Playboy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I got them for the stories, guys. Like wink, wink, you know, all of that. But it's true, you know, the thought provoking and the out of the box and all the voices that were brought to the table in Playboy and how much that changed our culture and shifted our culture. And now because of the wave of Me Too, it's like, nope, we're going to tarnish that entire legacy. And here's what really made me sad thinking about this. So I revisited my feature. I forgot you guys, I had forgotten because sometimes when you do things, I don't know about you, but sometimes when I do things and I'm immersed in them. I forget, like, it's hard to look at it from a bird's eye view, right? So I had forgotten that my Playboy feature was the same year as the Golden Globes with the Me Too black dresses. That happened in the, in the winter. I had pitched this feature that fall. No, that's summer. And then we shot that fall. And that's what made it so provocative because it was on the heels of the conversations of Me Too and women auton- women's you know, autonomy and taking ownership and power. And here are these journalists, you know, getting naked and posing and talking about how the conversation is really shifting, you know, post Me Too when it comes to autonomy and all this, right? So that's what made it like particularly you know, provocative. I like my piece today, alliteration. But here's one essay that really got me thinking about this. And of course, all the women in it talk about how, you know, it's a privilege and an honor to be a part of Playboy and what it stood for. Like, of course, you know what I mean? But there's one, and it was from my fellow writer named Helen. And Helen in her essay, because in the feature, we write essays on free expression, however we see fit and how it makes us feel like, fuller, better, more empowered women, right? Whether it be the physical posing and owning the confidence and owning our bodies and all of that. And whether it be with our words, right. And our writing and, you know, our columns and journalism and whatever it is that impacts people that way in all the ways, like don't limit us and don't put us in a box. And in Helen's case, she talks about how she had these components, right? The physical, the intellectual, and a third component. She herself was a rape survivor. And she talks about how she didn't want to be put in that box. She's like, I don't want to be pigeonholed as just a survivor. So yes, I spoke up about my story because I believe that it was the right thing to do. But here I am in Playboy, you know, yes, I am a survivor, but I'm also over here showing you my body, stripping down to have you look at it and own my power that way. And guess what? I'm also going to write op-eds and essays and all these things, you know, flipping feminism on its head and making you think about something in a different way and own my power in all of these ways. And I thought, damn, like that is what Playboy was about. And Playboy allowed her to do that, to be that vehicle, to express herself and be such a fully realized woman and a powerhouse in so many ways. 
But again, but again, I'm watching this documentary going, nope, all of that, you know, think about all the celebrity women who, you know, you're doing amazing, sweetie. Kim Kardashian, like, how could we forget, you know, who owned their power sexually, you know, showing their bodies in Playboy. Even like I've been talking about it with you guys offline, how it was like so pure before the plastic surgery and the boobs, like someone, one of my followers showed me Cindy Crawford and Playboy, like no touch-ups, just natural, like real boobs, you know, real faces, all this. And it's like, nope, we're just tarnishing and throwing out everything that represents. So here's what I have to say to you guys at Bravo, to you guys at Playboy, to the interns at A&E, you know, I don't really care. All I know is you guys better get with the times. You guys better buck up. Stop trying to overcorrect everything. Stop trying to cancel. Stop trying to make everything fit some pretty little box narrative. Because here's why. The people are over it. We're goddamn over it. And you're going to lose us. You're going to lose us if you don't acknowledge different views, acknowledge your past, if you don't quit it with the woke brigade 24 7. You guys were both cemented in pop culture for no pun intended, kind of going balls to the wall and not really caring about what everyone else thought and paving your own way and causing controversy and causing us to get our attention. So you know what? Listen to your DMs, read the comments. If you don't keep up, well, guess what? Whether you like it or not, you might just be smoking a good old pipe right there next to Hugh Hefner because you, my friends are out here digging your own grave.